Hello, Mr. Shahjan Ahmed. I see you have joined the podcast. Yes, Mr. Iqbal. Thank you for inviting me. You're most welcome. You're the lucky person. Yeah, uh the first guest on my podcast. I think we're expecting another person. Yes, we are. His connection is a bit slow, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe he's just walking to the podcast. We'll see how it goes. I believe he's on his way. Yeah. He's just is just looking for a parking or something. Mr. Imran is here. Yes, we're all here. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, let's just introduce ourselves. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Junaidik Bal, and uh, this is my podcast. And uh, I'm honored to have a couple of guests on my podcast today, Mr. Shahjan Ahmed and Imran Ahmed Khan. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello, How's it, How's it going, man? Thank you for coming. I'm more than delighted. Well, it was a it was a task getting here because my laptop had an issue, but I'm on my phone. But it was just a you know like a annoying thing. Yeah, technology. Yeah, huh? you can't really trust it these days. Yes. Well, uh, I would like to uh, just uh, give a def- uh, brief uh, description about myself and then I'll ask you guys to do the same as well for our listeners. Um, my name is Junaid, as I've already mentioned, and uh, we're going to be talking about music today, uh, our journey about music and life, uh, just our introduction. We have a band called Jeeb. And we'll be talking about that later in the podcast. Um, and Shahjan and Imran are um, my band members as well. So we are, as a whole, we are a band called Gene. Um, I've been uh, listening to music for uh, from a young age, I guess, uh, from my teenage. I'm not a teen anymore. And uh, yeah, like time passes quickly. <laughs> so it's been a while. Um, I was introduced to music uh, uh, in school. Uh, we used to do some national songs in the uh, what do you call the events uh, that took place uh, at the school, like the Independence Day or the twenty third March or <clears throat> some other functions as well, like Bal Day and, and like this. So I used to sing there. Iqbal Day. Yeah, we used to celebrate Iqbal Day, man. Yeah. And you have your own day. Yeah, <laughs> man, I guess I guess I have to have my own day, man. 
And you were popular. Yeah, I was pretty popular in school, though. So, yeah, I was um, basically, uh, that's where I heard uh, Jinoon's first song. I uh, borrowed a cassette from one of my seniors and uh, and I fell in love with the band and the music. And that's how I started singing. And uh, still singing, I guess, I would say. So, yeah, eventually I formed a band with you guys and... Uh, you guys just introduce yourself as well and then we'll talk about how we came to know each other, how we got in touch. So, Shajan, would you like to go first? Uh, yes, thanks, Janaid, for giving us a great backstory of your musical journey. And uh, <laughs> hey, everyone, this is Shajan Ahmed. Uh, Hello, Shirjan. Hi, Imran. How are you doing? Are you uh, in Lahore? Yeah, currently stationed uh, here. In quarantine. Uh, yeah, quarantine, you know, in, in, in the Big Apple, New York. But, yeah, but the amazing thing I would just like to add over here is, is Imran is in Lahore, I am in Islamabad, and Shirjan is in uh, New York. Yes, it's it's a very amazing Amazing story, you know, even though Junaid and Imran are still somewhat closer, but yeah. uh, together we are pretty far from... Uh... Junaid, your podcast brought three countries together, <laughs> Islamabad, Lahore, and no, technically not... two countries. Two countries. <laughs> we could say three, sorry, we, we could three, say cities. three cities together, yeah. Yeah. You get my point, Junaid. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Iran, we know you're very busy. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Shijan, sorry, you continue. Yes, so, uh, yes, my name is Shijan Ahmed. Uh, in the context of this podcast, you might know me as the lead guitarist of Jane Band. And uh, <laughs> so, the my I think my music journey began uh, from a young age not in the sense of learning an instrument or taking music seriously but absorbing it as it is and uh, having a liking for it uh, from a young age I remember I used to see a guitar just lying in a room and be fascinated by you know the six strings you know and the knobs and and the frets, but I didn't know what it was. The knob. Uh, then I think at my sixth birthday, one of our workers in Pakistan gave me a a a toy guitar, I believe, with rubber strings or or plastic strings actually. And uh, so I think that's where my liking for music began. But then I began to take it seriously around the age of 13 and uh, that's basically where the inception of where music came into my life <clears throat> okay and Imran uh, would you like to tell us your story yes I'd be delighted to <laughs> basically <laughs> it's quite it's a quite emotional story <laughs> no, I'm kidding um, 
So basically, I remember like I don't know how far back into my life, but like I mean, you're still um, probably in your teens. I think you're twelve or thirteen. So <laughs> it's I'm, not that far. I guess. I'm still in my jammies. <laughs> Man, basically, I I'd like to say that I. My first, I don't know if this is accurate because I was just trying to say that you know I don't know how far back I can remember, but I was always into drums. I remember as a kid, like uh, before guitar, like I remember like we had like um, like we were three brothers, right? I would be like the guitarist, Shamil would be like the lead singer, and I'd be the drummer. So I had like this thing already set, like I was the drummer. So my mom got us. these toy things i remember he got she got a shamil a toy mic and then shirjan a guitar and i had these this little mini drum set like a tiny toy one but it was good enough but then i realized like as i grew older maybe around 12ish uh like shirjan was obviously he had a guitar that my parents got him but i think he wasn't really playing it at the time so then i started learning it on that guitar i remember which was a baby martin and then after that i guess is when i really started learning but obviously appreciation for music was there like as a child like as i watched tarzan i really liked the phil collins songs and that and uh janoon of course so i guess that's me yeah well i would like to add an interesting story as well um i used to sing and then uh, uh, when i became uh, um and when i got inspired by junoon i really you know started singing junoon songs and i really loved the way salman used to play the lead guitar because uh, in pakistan not many people were playing electric guitars at that time i mean there were bands uh, but not a proper rock band uh, and the way he used to run on stage with the cordless uh, Uh, guitar uh, and uh, that really fascinated me so uh, i got one guitar as well you know there used to be uh, i was born and brought up in oman so the currency over there is uh, in reals and uh, it was a pretty cheap uh, i think a couple of reals uh, guitar was there toy guitar was there there, there was some uh, steel strings on it but they were pre programmed you know like when you uh, when you pluck the string there was this pre-programmed sound that used to come out of it and um i removed the strap and uh, i got the telephone wire you know the bigger one just got it stuck into it so i could just you know hold it properly you know uh, and uh, wear the guitar properly and uh, i used to play like salman you know just i couldn't uh, play the guitar but i used to keep on hitting the strings um thinking that you know once uh, when i get a real guitar you know maybe my fingers would be like strong enough to actually play the guitar that's what i had the concept of guitar at that time but yeah it was uh, good times uh, there were good times and i used to do that and then um, the time came when i convinced my parents to get me a guitar and uh, i remember um, Uh, the shops uh, were pretty far away from where i used to live uh, around like uh, at least maybe you could say 4 or 5 kilometers away and uh, the day i had to go and buy a guitar i actually walked around 7 uh, or 8 kilometers minimum uh, to look for 
the shops that were selling guitars and i had to walk through the whole market um, and i found some uh, a couple of shops uh, they were selling guitars and finally uh, there was a sale on the yamaha shop and uh, i bought my first yamaha electric guitar uh, on a sale and uh, i brought it and i was over the moon i didn't know what to do i brought the guitar i put it on my bed and the first thing that came into my mind was okay i bought the guitar how would i play it i had no clue how to play the guitar because it was pretty hard for me and then the journey began uh, began and uh, i started breaking a lot of strings and there was another <laughs> headache <laughs> there was another headache because you know i was like shredding <laughs> no i was in shredding but i didn't know how to play it so i kept on breaking the string i think it was the e string that i was yeah, the uh high, oh, the, high string the that e yeah i i kept on breaking those <laughs> and the uh, what worried me was okay how am i going to ask the, my parents for the money to buy the new strings you know because <laughs> i keep on breaking them because <laughs> buying a guitar itself was uh, a pretty uh messed Large up and hectic yeah it Man, was an investment but it was it required a lot of convincing to get the guitar anyways so yeah that was a big problem for me so yeah you might have been a began. you might have been a bender <laughs> I don't know, man. You must I have, have no listened clue to what the, I was. to the the bends by Radiohead. Yes, you must have been listening to that the album. The bends. <laughs> no, I was just listening to Junoon at that time, and the <laughs> the problem was that whenever I used to play something, I used to just break the string, and uh, you know, but eventually I overcame uh, that issue, and uh, the strings were not breaking anymore. So that was a good thing. nice yeah so yeah that's that's what it is and then you know just i guess we kept on uh playing me some music and learning by ourselves and so uh, three it's interesting that we have embarked on three different unique musical journeys now i think the interesting question jenade i think that you've raised on your podcast is how did these three unique journeys meet into one yeah that's a good question um i guess <laughs> uh, i would uh, i would ask uh, you guys to just let me know what your part of the story hey, is I, i think my... i think i'm doing your job for you <laughs> yeah i know i know it's the, the first posing the question it's, it's the first podcast so yeah i guess it's so okay give me that much margin you're doing a good job man yeah so uh, i guess man. you guys should tell me uh, uh, how did i mean obviously you uh, you both are brothers so obviously you had met a long time back before i met we met in the womb yeah <laughs> so uh, so yeah for for me it was like uh, i i started speaking to imran first i guess uh, i added him on facebook and then you know imran is uh, pretty much i guess uh, it mobile used, yeah he, he didn't used to use uh, social media much but at least at that time he was uh, using it uh, facebook <laughs> 
and uh, i think on and off we spoke for uh, two or three years uh, we had a conversation sometimes audio conversations as well and uh, later on i uh, uh, sort of added shejan as well and we started talking as well a bit about music so that's how we started to know each other i think you're you're not letting our audience know one part of this which is funny is that you would message me and i wouldn't really reply to you at that time. <laughs> yeah you you just thought that i'm just another guy you know your <laughs> fan or something who's just trying to contact and, and, you and and for my uh, for my defense uh, it wasn't that i was being obnoxious towards jenade it was just that uh i i ha- i have a hesitant see or hesitant response usually to people that i do not know <laughs> you're an so, introvert i guess like yeah me. so so it takes me some time i mean yeah i i don't think i spoke that much to you either like as far as i recall <laughs> I mean, you still don't speak to me. Uh, you don't still don't speak to me. It's a miracle that we're on your podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, but uh, you were the one who I was still talking to on and off as I said, you know, I think in 2 3 years we had like 3 4 conversations only um over the uh, uh, Facebook Messenger app. We had a call and we used to just talk about Jinoon and everything and I think uh, that's where we started bonding, you know. because uh, we had some uh, common ground to talk to yeah, you talk spoke about to things. me you spoke to me sometime in my class i remember like you called me and i was like what is he saying <laughs> i don't know what you said really? to me yeah i don't know that was weird cuz i didn't really know you but like i still said hello i guess but but i think you <laughs> you were saying you were a fan or something of janoon i couldn't but i was being friendly to you cuz i realized what is this guy you know what is he saying <laughs> but i was like trying to be kind and stuff cuz i didn't know you at that time like i didn't even know like who is this person this is like talking. therapy right here <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just saying like that's what my mindset was but then i i guess i spoke to you and i realized this guy is interested <laughs> in music and you know he's a cool guy yeah that sounds i think correct so, so i yeah. think I think it was 2018 when we actually met in yeah, person. Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, that was the first time I actually met both of you. Yeah. Yeah. You and guys would you like to tell, Would you like to tell us the story of what was It was an interesting story because happening. I went I went uh, there was uh, elections happening in Pakistan and I went to vote for the first time and on my way back uh, Well, Lahore was a bit near on my way uh, to Islamabad, so um, I came to you guys in Lahore. Um, I met uh, Imran and Shahjan for the first time over there, and uh, that was the thing. You know, I mean, we we sat, we talked about our musical journey and how we. I was a fan of Jinoon and everything, and then you know, uh, the good thing was that. Uh, Uh, we started jamming on some Janoon songs, and uh, that was uh, that was like uh, an amazing day, I would say, because you know we just clicked uh, and uh, we, we covered the whole discography. Yeah, we yeah. did, and I, I I remember 
um, we we were supposed to just meet for a couple of hours or something, and we end up jamming around eight to nine hours. And then it was so late that uh, you guys had to leave as well, so we just called it a night. And uh, that was the story uh, when we met for the first time. And the music we played, uh, we were covering the songs, and it was so great that uh, we were blown away uh, by the chemistry because it, it was. It didn't feel like that uh, we were playing or jamming for the first time because obviously we all knew Junoon songs and it was just coming naturally to us uh, how we played the songs and did the jam, if I'm not wrong. Yes. I had a question, Junaid, on your... Sorry, Sir John. No, no, go ahead. Okay, remember your thought. Uh, I was just going to say if I, yes. if I could uh, ask Junaid uh, something on his podcast, because I don't want to change the format of his show, but like I just had a question for him. And for you as well, I suppose. Look what happened to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my question is, for both of you, if you were you know, trapped on an island, which... Some of us are, you know, confined to our homes, but not as bad as, you know, an island. But I'm saying if you were not trapped, but maybe if you had to go to an island and you only had one Janoon album to choose, which one would you take and why? Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I think uh, my favorite album would be... Wow, it's 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 a bit hard, but I guess I would go for Parwaz. Ish, it would be the second one, but the Parwaz album was something I would go for. Good choice, and Sir John. Um, I think this is a very great question you have you have put on us. Thank you. But uh, I believe I would go for the. Um, I would, I would go for the Azadi album. I don't know yeah. because it it has a it has a feeling of freedom and the organicness of the instruments. Yeah, for me, choosing um, Parvaz was because you know it had very deep cut songs like Matti and Pyar Bina and Samal and Bullea was there and Rode Nena and Ghoom. You know, these songs really, really are amazing and just takes, uh, you know, when you're listening to these songs, you know, you're just into them. I mean, you can't really pick one album from Janoon if you're a really uh, big fan of Janoon, a crazy listener of Janoon. True. But, what are your um, top I takers guess... for Azadi, Sherjan? Uh I think definitely Mogaine and... Uh... Some people played slow, you know. Yes, which yeah. we will get to yeah. very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say Mokkaene. Well, of course, Sayoni is a classic, but uh, Mokkaene, I'm a fan of Wadahu. That's an amazing track, though. And Q uh, Parishan. Yeah, that's one of my good favorites. One. Yeah. What about you, Imran? I mean, since you have already taken over the podcast, you are the host. <laughs> so we'd like to ask you as well. Looks like your band members are doing your job, Junaid. Um, I guess that's why it's called a band. Everybody pitches in, you know. <laughs> the next question better be from you. 
or this podcast yeah, is so being taken away. So that's what I'm asking you. Which one, uh, which album would you choose? Okay, my uh, before I answer that question, uh, I just want to say that since you guys, uh, Shirjan brought up the Azadi album, I feel that album was very uh, pivotal for me. Like when I was, uh, you know, when I used to go to school because, you know, I don't know, I'm the sort of people who didn't really love going to school in the sense that you know. Like I don't really, I didn't really love the vibe of school, but the, but the thing that got me, one of the albums that got me through school was Azadi because I remember I would listen to it on my iPod and like on my on the bus or in school, and the songs have this you know acoustic or rawness. Obviously in the productions, like it's using a lot of organic instruments, but like the 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 way the album sounds is very easy to digest. You know how some songs you don't want to listen to always if you're not, because um, you need to be you know in the right mode. Like for me, like pop music is good, but sometimes when I hear it and I'm not feeling that great, I I don't like digest well with it. But with the uh, Azadi album, like all the songs are very easy to hear. I don't know how to explain that. But to yeah, answer the question, yeah, the, to answer the question, uh, I have to pick one album, right? Um, let me just think about it one second. You should have thought it before you asked us the question. <laughs> well, the question was for you, not for me. Um, okay. You got to be prepared, man. Second. Oh, man, this is a tough question that I asked. Uh, <laughs> I'd say, how about... Well, that would be clever if I said the best of Janoon or something. That's being clever, so I won't say that. Um, I'll say... <laughs> but it still doesn't have all the It still cuts. is an album. Yeah, it yeah. still doesn't have the deep cuts and all that stuff. I Lot mean, of honestly, I'll be stuff. honest. I, I would probably go between the three albums you guys said, like Ishq, Parvaz, or Azadi. But, but I think Inkalab deserves a vote, so I'm going to choose that. Yes, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Because it was made that during seems... the around the time I was born, so I'll give my vote in collab. So if we all were on the same island and we all brought one album, so we have at least three albums to listen to, I guess. True. Yeah. If we happen we... to be on the same island. Yeah. Before we ate so... each other's heads. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically so, speaking. So so how how did we decide to make a band? I think this is the uh, question for Shehjan because uh, I had been asking Shehjan to do some music for a for a while after we met, and uh, Shehjan was always running away, and we <laughs> just need to figure out what made him decide that okay, let's go with uh, you know let's make music with Janet because obviously you two were making music uh, anyways, like you were there on all the. Uh, shows and everything. Yeah, I mean, like you guys were playing music, anyways, right? I mean, yeah, yeah no, no, so but you were, you were to, do, I... doing solo shows and you were playing together. You were there on Janoon concert uh, when it happened in two thousand eighteen uh, December as well. So, uh, but uh, you know, Shijan uh, decided to you know let make a band with us, and we just wanted to sort of do our own music. So what yes. what was what were you thinking? How did you decide? So, so personally, I think for me, when I 
when I do any sort of music project or collaboration with anyone, I think it kind of has to do with feeling rather than uh, thinking thinking logically, you know? So, like, I think when we first jammed at our aunt's house in Lahore for the first time, I think what I enjoyed about it was the fun we had um, playing those songs. And we shared a common, you know, a musical interest, which was the band. So, which brought it even closer. Because sometimes, you know, you jam with people and they don't, vibe on the same music you're doing so that can be a struggle sometimes but in this way the good thing was that we all knew you know we even knew the deep uh, we even knew the live bootleg versions <laughs> so if someone was doing something they would know where that was from so that's always a good thing to have as a band sort of setup right yes very i think the the band really took the band idea really came i think when I think Imran and me were in Lahore and uh, I was playing this riff uh, for this song that's not released yet, which we'll tell you about, which we're going to release. and Hopefully in our lifetime. In our life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in our children's and, lifetime. Um, yes. Yeah, that too if Imran decides to, because he's the one who mixes it and records it, you know. Oh yeah, and Ron who's sending the, the vocals, Junaid? <laughs> There's somewhere in your hard drive, man. Man, my laptop that's true. working. Anyways, right. Shujan, continue. Yeah, so then I made this demo, and initially I was thinking, you know, I'd record it on my own. But then something told me that this song, you know, could have a cool two vocal vibe. Um, which is not common nowadays in Pakistani music. You mostly have one singer singing majority of the song. So, and I realized that Junaid has a very unique texture to his voice, and my texture of voice is different. But the two, two, you know, combined together give a cool vibe. You know, it is a so, good rock song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rock song. So um so then I I flew the files to Junaid and uh he he recorded them in a very interesting uh setup. He had two mattresses uh <laughs> on the side and he did his vocals. No, I was actually yep. putting my face in the closet with the mic, yeah. Within the yes, clo- that's clothes, what it was. Yeah. And I remember when he gave me the first take that he did, I told him it needs more feeling yeah, <laughs> and more energy. Yeah, I couldn't and dance then, in the closet, yeah. And then Junaid got a bit upset at me and said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then the second time he sent me the file, he was on FaceTime and he was sweating. <laughs> so then I knew that every ounce of feeling was put in there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think uh, when we don't have uh, the luxury of going to the studios, you know, in the starting of your and career. And keep in mind, keep in mind, Junaid was not quarantined <laughs> at that time, so he could have easily gone into a studio. Yeah, but you guys, you guys made me spend money on buying a Behringer. 
Is this a sponsored post? No, I, I think we should get a sponsor. Sponsored. <laughs> yeah, we should get a sponsor for that. Um, yeah, uh, and plus, I think uh, one of the cool things is that uh, Imran and uh, Shijan were on the couch at that time, uh, and we were on the phone when he was playing the riff to me. And we were sort of, you know, like very excited about the riff because it was very good. It's a very catchy riff. So, um, yeah, Shajan uh, recorded it uh, straight away and um, he sent me the files. And I think uh, from there we started uh, doing it, uh, recording the songs. And then after that, we had some shows in Pakistan as well. A few shows, two, yes, or, two or three shows. Course. Imran, would you like to chime in on the on the shows love we to. had picked up and and how we had uh, how we had to go through a a battle, you know, to uh, be able to play and perform? Yes, of course. Um, firstly, uh, linking from the other uh, question that was uh, us becoming a band, so I'd say. Another part of this band that we were playing with Junaid was once we, I'll get to the backstory, but once we began playing on stage, he was a wild man. He would do these crazy things. <laughs> it was just an entertainment to be playing with him. So before we get to that, I'll, th- I'll tell you about the hurdles that we had to go past. So basically our first show was, uh, I believe, at the guitar school. And uh, yeah, correct me. Or was it a Shakespeare? No, no. Shakespeare, oh, of no, no, it was yeah, Shakespeare yeah, in Islam. Yeah, if my memory fails me, but Shakespeare was the first show, which is in Islamabad. So, me and Shirjan were going there because our mom and dad were going there for something. So, we tagged along, and Junaid is the one who organized that show. That was an acoustic show. I was playing acoustic, Shirjan was on electric and Junaid on vocals and he and he played the shaker on some stuff as well. Yes. So basically and also acoustic guitar. He had a solo song in that show. And so we had that it wasn't crazily well attended, but i I believe our energy was there. So we did start from the bottom in the sense that we didn't have a huge crowd at all. It was a very small cafe. I mean, it could seat a decent amount, but not many people came because we didn't have, you know, much presence at that time. So then our second show was a show with the rock, full, you know, drumming, uh, bass and all that. So we were excited for that because, you know, we really like those kinds of shows because we can play uh, certain songs and Nate can let loose with his hair. And uh, that was, that so was at the guitar school. Uh, this show was guitar at guitar. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, this was school. the guitar school. Yeah. So at this show, basically, we had to get a drummer. So this was an interesting story because we didn't have a great budget, and a lot of drummers charge a lot. So initially, we asked one person. One person recommended another. Then that person recommended another. So somehow we got to this guy called Mac uh, Sheru at the time. We used to call him because that's his nickname, but now we call him Mac. Uh, his name's Mikhail Alvin. Uh, so we, me and Shirjan had to rehearse with him because Junaid was in Islamabad and he was in Lahore, our drummer. So we had to get some studio time. So what we did was we went to Farhan Albert's studio 
uh, in Lahore. He was kind enough to give us, uh, I think we did an hour or two on the first day, but we covered a lot of material. And as far as I remember, I think we just did two rehearsals, Shirjan, or one. Sorry, what was that? You guys did a couple of rehearsals. Uh, how many rehearsals? Yes, yes. So we had actually, this is interesting because we'd never rehearsed with this drummer ever before. And the show was in literally two days. We did like two days of, two or three days of rehearsal. Yeah. So, and, uh, and honestly speaking, uh, you know, like we weren't, like some of the songs we had written on the list we had to, we weren't sure if we should do them for this show because this was the first show so we stuck to the tight songs that we felt were there in the rehearsal yeah and i didn't get a chance to rehearse as well because i um, traveled uh, to lahore uh, the same day and, uh, and then we did the show but it was yes. a, it was a good show for as a beginner and uh, yeah I guess and from actually, the... this show, you know, uh, to make a long story or a long journey short, I would say this show was kind of like a test run to yes. see if if something was connecting or gelling, and and I think what we got from it was that there was some sort of a special magic in in the performance of all of us combined as a four piece. So what happened was the following year, Imran and me came back, or I think Imran was already there. No, he went back to New York. Oh yeah, he came back. You guys came when you were uh, with the, for Janoon tour. Yes, we came to Pakistan for the Janoon tour. And in that time we had, uh, thought that you know we'd book a few gigs uh, and continue this dream uh, band, and in that we found this place called Three One Club Three One Three. There was another one, Sweet Tooth, before that as well. Oh yes, Sweet Tooth, which was a very interesting show as well. Um, uh, and then Club Three One Three, I have to say, was our pinnacle gig so far yeah, as a, a band it was the best one i think everything was going um i mean we, we really didn't have a plan at that time but everything was going you know good whatever we did you know sounded good and yes yeah there was the I, energy was there yeah i think the main thing was that we were actually more interested in playing uh different shows because we were really enjoying the music uh, the kind of music we were playing basically we covered a lot of Janoon songs and some Vital Science Janoon Shade songs as well but uh, we really enjoyed playing those songs uh, and it was more of like uh, we we just wanted to go out there and play you know so that was that was more interesting yes and then and then from that show we were called by Coldstone to come to Karachi yeah. and play a gig. And that was, there's a little funny story in that. Um, there was a lot of fog that day. And 
Junaid and I had been moved to Serene Airways. <laughs> yeah, we were traveling early in the morning and then... And our other members were on PIA. You know, the... For a later flight. Well, the, initially, I was uh, on a 7 p.m. flight and you guys were on, in the morning. So, Junaid attacked so basically me you. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> basically, you would be playing without the singer, you know, if you would have gone... So we, we thought we thought what would be the most economical thing to do let's bring Junaid earlier because singer is important sure John <laughs> made this executive choice the, uh, he was handling all the itineraries yes, I, I had to do it because um, we needed to save a show and uh, and on top of that we have, we have to introduce to you our manager who took his his position for our band at this time, Moni, or <laughs> also known as Miran ul uh, who was also on that flight with us, uh, with uh, Imran and Mac. And me and Junaid go to the airport during this fog, and there's a lot of uncertainty whether this flight will go or not. And then uh, the clerk or the, the lady working at the ticket place uh just just asked for my uh name and gave me the ticket and now when Junaid Stern comes she says please give me your ID <laughs> and <laughs> and then after after we both got our tickets when we're entering the the terminal Junaid says to me man how come they didn't ask you for ID I guess you're the face of Jeem now. <laughs> yeah. Funny little stories. I think uh, we were all tired uh, as well uh, because we slept pretty late. Uh, I, I hadn't I, slept. Yeah, I slept, um, you know, on time. I'm sure John then, slept the least. Yeah, 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, there is uh, some uh, noises are coming and uh, and I just wake up and these people are, you know, just talking in the room and all of the, all of them, and you know, I was like, "Yes, super show." And why? And then he why attacked him. Why are you guys not sleeping? <laughs> then you okay, you're just him. trying to make me an attacker. Wow, man. Wow, he's <laughs> just twisting the facts. All right. So well, we have we have a witness that was there. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, uh, we went for the show. And we played the show, and then we had some other shows lined up as well. But due to Corona, I think uh, uh, all of them got delayed. But in the meantime, I think uh, we recorded our first uh, uh, song. Um, song was done. I think we just need to do the vocals again and just mix it, uh, probably um, in a better quality. Um, yeah. And then, so... and then I think it's just uh, got delayed because first we initially wanted to release it on 25th of December and then it went to 23rd March, but because of Corona, it just got delayed and probably um, I think uh, on 14th August because it's about Pakistan. That song. Yes. So That's yeah. Our... And I think we've already uh, worked on a couple of more songs as well. We've got uh, we've got the basic melodies. Um, concept of the melody uh, song is there and uh, I think that's what's happening uh, I believe at the moment yes 
So that is our hope now for the band. But then these are single. Yeah, but then uh, I'm sorry. I think uh, it got delayed as well because when you went back, Shahjan, you started working uh, on Jinoon album as well. You were recording, and Imran yeah. was also recording uh, some of the uh, songs for Jinoon, um, and uh, that's where I think you guys got distracted as well a bit. Yeah, we were you know tied up with a lot of other projects, so we were unable to. uh delve into our own but but a good thing actually that we're leaving out right now is the fact that Jeem did uh come out or was collaborating in a project in a new song that just came out uh Tujhe Salaam so technically Jeem band was a part of that yeah um, well individually our names are mentioned but technically all of us were in that um yeah. So Imran recorded the song Tujhe Salaam and uh, Imran would you like to share your experience about the song how was your experience recording it there were a lot of big names uh, in the song as well Yeah uh, I think it was an honor to work on that song with it was a, it was a it was a task uh, a bit difficult because there were so many singers on that song you know from Saeed Ali Bagga Ali Hamza Ali Noor um and mehvish uh, hayat and the list continues uh basically all these vocals had to be put into one song so it was a bit difficult i mean it was time consuming but i think it, the vocals sounded really good and considering that some were sent from phones and what not but i think mixing and then mastering the song was a great learning process for me because uh you know on such a big song like that it was a uh, I try not to take much pressure but obviously you do but I just try to you know make it sound the best I could with the tools I had and I think it turned out really like I enjoy listening to it and so yes. it's a pretty good song so um coming to uh, the update that we have a song which will be mixed soon I guess when Imran wants to <laughs> and then uh, we'll probably release that song and then we have a couple of more songs that we are working on uh, original songs uh, because i i think uh, as a band we don't really believe in uh, uh, making covers i mean it's fine okay that we do go uh, on shows and we sing some cover songs everybody does that initially i guess because they don't really have their own a uh, lot of their own songs um uh, but as a band i think we are more interested in making our own music uh, rather than just you know like these bands today most of them actually you know just come up with covers you know i think personally that you know if you really like a song you just don't need to uh, sing it your way because that song itself has you know made an impact on a lot of people and uh, it's it's good enough so why why do you want to just a waste your time uh, you know changing it or you know just for the sake of releasing a song just do a cover song so i think um, as a band we believe that we should make our own songs yeah. right speaking of uh, yeah speaking of original songs i wanted to ask the two of you because uh, we're all you know songwriters in the band so i wanted to ask your individual processes for writing a song or getting an idea or do you have to sit down 
So yeah, Junaid first and then Sherjan. I think for me, um, I haven't really written a song in a long time because I wasn't really uh, in touch with the music uh, uh, in a way that you know I was writing them. I've, I've written a few songs long time back, you know, and um, my process has always been like that. You know, you you're going through a feeling or you're um, there's some emotions, and at at a particular time, you know, it could be during the day, it could be during the night. You know, um, you just it just comes to you basically. Some of the lyrics or some uh, the melody it just comes to you. You start to record those ideas and then you know work on it and try to make the lyrics better or just get someone to write the lyrics. That's how it goes for me. Um, I tend to uh, sort of uh, write the lyrics at the same time while I'm composing the song, the melody. Because uh, I believe that uh, you know uh, the the words need to fit into a melody and uh, the chords need to go with it, you know. Uh, but I think Shahjan has a different uh, way of uh, writing a song. Uh, he, his approach is different. Maybe he could elaborate. Yes, um, that's a very interesting question because. Uh... Every songwriter, I think, has a different uh, approach to writing and composing. But I think from what I've seen in the past, usually when I write songs, is it's mostly, like, like Junaid said, sometimes you get these ideas that come to you, whether they're, you know, melodies or guitar parts or riffs, and you just record them. But... I think for me, mostly, it's usually the melody mm. that comes to me. And uh, and then what I do is I listen to the melody. And of course, the melody is coming from a pl- authentic place because that's where you are in that moment of time. So the melody then dictates for me the lyrics. Like, I don't think the lyrics come to me first. So then when I have the melody, I accompany it with you know the right chords or a feeling that it needs and then whatever truth that is there for me in that moment of time I use those words and kind of place them with the melody Um, I think think one of the differences in the two uh, approaches is because uh, you know you uh, you're basically um, a musician, um, you think uh, musically, you know, first, like, you know, uh, for me, it's like, uh, as I'm a singer, I don't uh, really play instruments much. So for yeah. me, it's normally always regarding the uh, the lyrics. Ke, uh, when you when you try to think about some words or lyrics of a song, then, you know, you just, you, your process is like, how do you sing them emotionally? You know, like, how do you put the feelings into the words? Because... You're basically expressing your emotion through words. And that's yeah. how you basically compose a melody uh, with the words. And then you add the music. Obviously, the chords are there. Uh, and But the music really, you know, uh, comes later on, how, the arrangement of the song. But for you, I guess, uh, the thing is that you sort of, uh, your thinking process is like, that you you record the melody first, you have a melody, you have a music in your mind, and then you try to put the words. For me, it's pretty difficult 
to work like that if i'm composing a song because if i'm composing a melody i have no clue what words would uh, they be you know are going to be there and how would i adjust those words into the melody you know so the words yeah. basically are dependent on the melody as well because sometimes you might not just uh, get those words to fit in properly so is wajah se my process is a bit different um so it's two different really uh, really different process uh, that we follow uh, which is which is a good thing because there's a lot of variety would you guys say that the the melodies yeah. come to you or do you uh, look for them yeah they definitely come. i think the best melodies arrive it's not like of course you can create a melody to but uh, which is fine as well that's like crafting and stuff but i think the best ones are the ones that naturally uh, are floating in the ozone for for me it's always the words that come to me first i mean I, uh, the melodies don't really come to me a lot uh, for me it's always the words that come to me first like uh, there there would be a particular line or something a phrase or something that would come to me and i would like okay i have to sing it emotionally mm-hmm. and I, i'm not right really thinking about k yeah i'm not really thinking about k uh, what chords are going to be played behind it you know so i'll just pick up the guitar and you know i'll try to figure out ke us melody ke piche uh, words ke piche you know what chords fit in and how it goes so uh, that's what my process is so i think uh, imran you should tell us as well um, okay uh, how what's your process of composing i mean we we still have to hear your compositions we're still waiting for it is some in patari hoti hai na jo box hota hai uske andar hota hai i think imran left uh, he needs to come back and join us maybe uh, maybe we'll just disconnect and uh, do a part 2 or something and come back sure john hi junay the great He's conversation waiting. so far that we've been having Yeah, it's a good one. I think we we never really had a serious conversation like this before, you know. Yes. Good to dive into all those topics. Yeah. I think it's good as well uh for our listeners to understand uh, how the band came into being and uh you know what our process is and what we are doing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Welcome welcome Imran. So yeah, we'll just kind of get back to it. Uh um so yeah you, you should let us know that what is your approach to composing a music how do you what's your process of composing a song i mean we're still uh, we are still waiting to hear any of your compositions it's been more than a year <laughs> but still i've shared plenty years. but none to your liking it seems <laughs> yeah well for me uh I'll, I'll say it's not one only, but I'll guess I'll share the most common. Like uh, sometimes I'm like I'm playing a, a riff or something, either on it could be any instrument. Like sometimes, like I'm not the greatest keyboardist, but like I can I know chords and stuff, so it can come on any instrument, or even without an instrument. But usually, it's like what I'm hearing on top of it. It comes to me like. like i don't have to necessarily search for it like it just comes to me the melody if you sing over it so that's i guess my approach then the lyrics would usually come from 
something I've already written or something that can fit or some dummy words that you sing over that. So it's a little bit similar to Sir John's, I would say. But I noticed Sir John and I have a different compositional style. Like I think his strength lies a lot in his structures and melodic clarity and uh, cohesive song structures and, you know, song melodies. But mine, I feel, are a bit more, I don't want to say ambiguous, but like, I don't want to label it, but I feel like my my uh, style of songwriting is definitely a little different than his. So would like, you say would you say that uh, when uh, I mean you just sit and uh, start playing something uh, for to compose a song or something, or is is it like well, it happens to me? It just comes to you, and then you you make something. You know, for me, it's like you know. If if an idea comes to me, then that's the only time I would just pick up a guitar and, you know, start writing or start recording the idea uh, and not like, you know, just I, I'm playing something to, you know, I said, OK, it sounds good. So let's make it a song or something, you know, how, could you repeat you the question? I mean, I mean, would you say that you have to especially uh, uh, like uh, you only uh, compose a song when when an idea comes to you? Or you just you just like okay you just start playing something and then you feel like that it sounds good so let's uh, convert into a melody or or a song. Oh yeah, I guess uh, I guess you shouldn't necessarily wait for an idea, but because because the idea can come from just playing the guitar, like you feel like playing the guitar. So during that process, you come up with something, or some melody might come to you, which is. I guess a little different because it usually comes with the music. Um, not always, but sometimes because the guitar, it's kind of what sparks up a vocal melody or any melodic, I guess, thing. So, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. But I wanted to ask you, you said you come up with lyrics first. So does that, like, I'm just interested, does that in a way limit your ability, not in a good or bad way, but like, do you have to fit those words into a melody for you? Do you feel like it's a bit like fitting it or do you feel like it's open? See, for me, um, uh, the thing is uh, that uh, when I uh, think of a lyrics or the idea comes or some, some phrase start coming or words start coming to me, you know, I just start saying them uh, in a way uh, I feel most appropriate or... Uh, uh, I would say that best describes my emotion at that particular moment. And uh, I start playing guitars and the chords. Uh, my, my, my chords are uh, pretty much uh, similar, as you guys know. When I compose a song, the song might sound different, but the chords would be like, you know, similar chords in a, in a lot of songs because I'm not really a good guitarist or something. I don't know a lot of chords or something. But uh, the songs sound different, but the chords are similar. So, so I sort of uh, uh, have a bit of problem with it in a way that, you know, I'm limited to those particular chords. But that's the beauty uh, of being in a band that, you know, um, you, you have different strengths, you know. Like a lot of the songs, sometimes we are uh, we we get the ideas. Uh, like you know, when we are we we do a lot of uh, FaceTime conversations, 
all of us so uh, when shahjahan is playing something and you know i just spontaneously sing on it you know and maybe shahjahan is just using a line singing a line or something and i just come up with the words or with the melody and i just sing on it and the best thing i think so far we have found it it, it has always gelled like it has always sounded good um mm-hmm. and and we just record that so for me when i'm doing it myself you know i'm obviously limited to the, uh, to the chords that i know but um, i think that can always be changed as well i mean it's not hard and fast rule that you can't really i mean when once you start working on a song you can always change a bit of uh, the chords or the way you sung it you know but the most important for me is always lyrics because the lyrics has to be uh, because for me even uh, as a listener or as a singer i can't really listen to a song that i can't connect to lyrically you know or even even sing a song that i can't connect because for me my job is singing and if i can't sing good songs from my heart the lyrics are the main uh, i mean uh, the music is there you can listen but once a, a singer starts singing the music actually goes into the background and it comes into um, into the foreground uh, when when you when the singer stops and you know like the intro or the lead and other things are there so that's what happens so for me it's like uh, you know you have to feel it so that's the thing so that's what i do uh, when the lyrics come to me i just try to record those ideas you know the best possible way i can sing uh, you know with the emotions that's how it works for me uh, okay that's good uh so yeah. shirjan uh, i wanted to ask shirjan uh, how do you tell if the song idea is worth making into a song or it's just a, an idea um i think sometimes you never really know but the good thing i realized to do is just record the idea even if it doesn't progress in that moment it might make more sense down the road you know like sometimes mm. you record demos that might not be like hey i want to put this out right now but then when you listen back to it maybe in a year or two you're like okay it wasn't that bad so then you can re you know work on it mm. yeah it's it's the same with me as well i mean i've i've like recorded like 10 11 or maybe 12 12 songs but those were all most of them were like uh that you know whatever i felt i just recorded it so at least i preserved the emotion and the melody so because uh, the one of the things that i've noticed is if you just let go of the emotion and uh melody at that particular point and you do not record you you, you certainly do not remember it after a couple of days or maybe after a week so it's best to record it so you can revisit it uh, at a later time and you know uh, you could just connect to it because once you have already laid down the uh, laid down the melody uh, recorded it uh, with some emotions you can always go back and connect to it um, in one way or the other because those feelings that you were experiencing or emotions that you were experiencing at that particular time you still remember them you know what you were feeling at that time so you could always feel them and just try to connect again and do them uh, you know work on the song so that's what it is i guess uh, for me as well 
And but it's interesting, um, you know. Uh, sometimes you, after a while, you re- really do not want want to work on some of the demos that you have recorded. But some of them, you know, they just keep. They just don't let you go. You know, some of the songs are there. You know, they just don't let you go. They just keep coming back to you, and they just keep bugging you until you actually work on them. This is what. Uh, what songs? What songs of yours have done that to you? Well, actually, when I went to Australia for my higher studies. at that time i did not take my guitar with me because i was like okay we i need to be serious i need to focus on my studies so i i never had a guitar and uh, and then you know i was there uh, i was in brisbane no sorry i was in toomba and um, i was uh, one night you know i was just like uh, one of the lyrics came to me and just uh came to me and i recorded you know just like uh, on a computer on a microphone because i didn't had a guitar i just recorded a bit of a melody and then uh, you know i just forgot about it but that kept on bugging me you know for a few days and then i actually had to go and buy the guitar i i tried to buy a cheapest guitar you know for any 3 400 at that time but it wasn't really cheap i guess but i had to buy a guitar just to you know <laughs> record it and you know uh because those melodies won't uh you know leave me alone they were just bugging me and i think uh, because of buying a guitar that that uh, time period you know really helped me because i actually wrote a lot of songs um uh, in that time period you know at least four or five songs so i guess uh, you could just say that you know those lyrics were written by me whatever i felt uh maybe what they, songs of, were they i think there was the sehra ki dhool and mausam was there these were the two initial songs that i wrote and then there was uh, one song jaane kyu that is that is a beautiful song jaane kyu actually i really like it uh, it's got a lot of memories and emotions i still feel and uh, i think i think uh, one of the things is that uh, you know everybody has a different way of connecting to the songs because the lyrics might be the same but when when a listener listens to a song they have their own memories and emotions they uh, try to f- uh, connect to um, by listening to those words but um, as uh, if, if if working in a band if you can just tell your emotions that you were going through um while you were writing or composing that song that might just helps as well uh with the band members to actually uh, connect to the song because uh, they could feel on this uh, you know think and feel the same emotions so yeah these were uh, two or three songs that came uh, came back to me and then a few more songs i wrote you know they just stay in the hard drive uh, i listen to them sometimes and i'm like oh wow i really composed that i mean uh, for uh, for uh, i i think uh, that a person who's composed a song he always likes them because uh, if if they it really came out from their heart because that is a part of them and they always connect to it that's that's what my thinking is i mean obviously there is always a room a uh, lot of room to work on the songs and improve them because uh, you never get a song straight away it's it hardly happens that you know in one straight go you write a beautiful melody and and lyrics and everything goes perfectly but apart from that mostly it happens is that you really need to work on it and you know change some things here and there for me it's mostly the music 
that lacks that you know that needs to be done that's how is the, the intro going to be how's the lead going to be what kind of music would be playing in the background you know because i really just record them on chords i don't really record them on riffs and all those things but johnny i think uh, shajan uh, what he does is that he gets those riffs and all those things in place uh, in the beginning of the composition if i'm not wrong yes that's right yeah so he has the musical structure laid down initially uh, and then he works on how uh, the lyrics and the melody of, you know would be uh, you know coming on top of it for me it's the other way around because for me i think that the, uh, once the melody is done and the lyrics are done you know there are there are a lot of options for you to play uh, different kind of music you know it, it doesn't have to be hard and fast rule you know you could play a lot of uh, arrange a song in a, a lot of different ways and and you know you uh, different musicians would do it in a different way arranging the music so yeah that's what yeah. my my Uh, way of composing is so what do you want to do with, with this podcast that you've begun now you're talking a lot about music and so what do you want what are your goals with this podcast well uh, let's see i mean first of all i think it was a good idea to at least introduce ourselves as a band and you know share our experiences uh, to our listeners whoever they're going to be uh, and uh, you know because normally uh, you don't really get a chance to uh, talk about yourself uh, you just they just judge you by the by your music but since we haven't released a lot of uh, uh, any of the original songs yet and i mean we are working on them definitely so uh, in meantime uh, i think uh, it would be good for the listeners to know us personally in a way that how we what we think and uh, how we are trying to work on the song so that's uh, probably it and uh, maybe later on we'll try to get some uh, some other singers as well on the podcast and talk to them as well once we have a bit of listenership and that would be good so i guess uh, we we should sum it up here and we should probably uh, just end the podcast uh, podcast over here yeah i think it was great discussion with you guys uh, very respectable musicians and artists shurjan and uh, junaid had a great I think, time uh, yeah, sharing I think, my two cents <laughs> yeah i think uh, it's just that you know um, whenever you make music from heart you know i mean it's always good i mean Uh, there will always be people uh, who will uh, connect to your music uh, you know uh, there might not be a lot in initially but uh, there will be some people who will connect to uh, to the message that you are trying to give through the music and uh, obviously music is the best uh, way of uh, expressing yourself and your emotions so um it was good talking to you sure, john uh, sure, by john. the way before we close sure john seems to be yeah i think he's just lost his in from our closing yeah, remark yeah i think he just lost his uh, internet connection or something so well we're going to end the podcast over here i think sure john is back yeah sure john is back yes.
Good timing, Sam. Diaz, okay, we need you for the closing remarks. Oh, yeah. We thought we lost you. Yeah, I, I think my connection, uh, surprisingly, in New York, something happened, but uh, uh, I'm glad to be back. So, man, you guys need to get better so internet before, connections over uh, there in New York. Before man. we end the podcast, Junaid's, you know, great, uh, his great podcast. Uh, how about some remarks from everyone? Yeah, Junaid, we uh, really... To our viewers... We appreciate you having us on your podcast and we wish you all the best, you know, for future podcasts that you do with I think, any other. I think it would be... A, and some remarks for our I viewers think it would as well. Be a good idea. It would be a good idea to, you know, just uh, maybe a couple of us or all three of us uh, always be there on the podcast when the other musicians or other singers join in as well. So that would yeah. be great as well, you know, um, a, having a conversation. Maybe this could be known as a dream podcast where all three. Yeah, yeah, because it can't really be known as Janet podcast because, you know, most of the times the questions were asked by Imran, you know, he really likes to be on the driving seat. So uh, Imran has a career in this. Sorry, yeah, I, I think he does. What you said I got disconnected. You always miss the important things, man. That's fine. So yeah, we, we we have a career option for you, just in case you don't uh, you know, excel as a musician. <laughs> Looks like you're sure of it. <laughs> well, we are sure of many things we don't like to discuss over here, man. What was Sir John's uh, rough summary of his uh, <laughs> remarks? I, so I know what he said. Yeah. No, AJ, we were just talking about it that uh, we're gonna um, maybe all three of us can be on the podcast when we interview uh, other mu- musicians or singers. So it could be a gene kind of a podcast, and uh, we could just uh, all of us could pitch in our questions and just have a good conversation with them. You know, it doesn't really have to be a one-person podcast or something. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good. You always take my job. I had what about job your closing you remarks it. or mine? Uh, yeah, you're going to give your closing remarks and then I'm going to close in. Okay, sure. It makes sense for you to give yours last as it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, uh, before I give the closing remarks, I just wanted to share something uh, I thought about during the songwriting discussion. I thought, uh, you know, some artists think like the song is already out there. You just have to find it. So for our viewers, I just wanted to share some of these insights. And the other one is that sometimes when you're writing a song, it's good to pretend that it already exists, almost like an acting mechanism, but not inauthentically. But that kind of helps you to just find, I don't know, that's just something people can try. So as my last remark, I would say, yeah, best of luck to Junaid and I guess us if we're going to be part of the other podcasts. And uh, to our viewers, I'd say, you know, just keep, uh, it's good to be authentic and truthful with your expression. You don't have to, you know, pretend to be something you're not in your music. Just be as honest and as, uh, you know, genuine and true to yourself and uh, you'll reach a lot of people that's all yeah. i'd like to say yeah from my side i would just say that you know uh, i mean listen to whatever music uh, you like to listen to but always try to make some original music because that's where your identity is 
because uh, no matter how many cover songs you sing uh, it's always going to be someone else's composition and uh, it will be your version or bit of improvisation which could go wrong as well or which would go right as well i don't know that's a risk if you guys want to take uh, that's your choice but with the original songs you know i mean people might not like it people might like it but it's at least uh, it's your song and you have your emotions and everything um, that you thought uh, it's like creating you know it's like your baby you know the song you just created from uh, from nowhere you know you just cre- created from scratch so that's a good process and it's a good feeling you know because you own it that whatever you have done is uh, coming from you and the more authentic you are and the more true to yourself you are uh, the better the composition of the song is going to be or anything whatever you do in life uh, so yeah always tr- stay true to yourself and uh, that's it probably from our side so thank you for joining shahjan and imran Thank and uh, all the listeners who are listening uh, thank you so much and hopefully uh, we can do much better next time this was the first experience and uh, i hope it's good i enjoyed it at least we had a good conversation i hope you guys at least we had a good enjoyed. time in the creation process we had a lot of good time yeah yeah it is yeah <laughs> yeah i get where you're coming from so let's not just go there um <laughs> All right thank you very much thank you. and uh have a Fine, good day you win. good night I win man you I win. win thank you I win you win the podcast All right thank you so much and uh enjoy the rest of your day bye 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 bye